some audio gremlins ended up stealing Patton's audio past the 55-minute mark. Uh, I did some audio magic to kind of fix it up so it shouldn't cause too much of an issue. That's why I'll let you guys know ahead of time, and thank you very much for holding on between the episodes here. So, without further delay, let's get uh, right on into Revival, episode 46. If I could pick one superpower, like from a shitty genie, it would be the ability to just make the Dragon Ball Z instant transmission noise with my mouth. So you wouldn't even want to have sure the range of like that guy from Police Academy. You don't even want to be that. You want to be less talented than the guy I from said Police it was Academy. A genie, dude. Like, can you imagine walking up behind somebody and Tad put this in, in post? Put put the sound effect in post. Okay. No. Imagine walking up behind somebody and going. That's too much effort. And then they're just like, "Oh fuck!" He he instant transmission behind me. Wasn't there a wasn't there a genie and fairly odd parents? You know, you're the one that's a fucking obsessed with my shiny teeth and me, bringing I'm up fu- every conversation that's... we have. <laughs> that song's in everything, dude. It's your homestuck. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I deny that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's a pretty bad insult. You know what? I'm not gonna deny the fact that this is revival episode. I don't know which what it'll be after you split the episodes up, so we'll edit that in that of like episode forty six or some ah, shit. Now episode. You, now you have to go back in and add stuff. So add that into transmission sound effect. Add this no. dick. <laughs> That's fair point. Okay. <laughs> so when we last left our intrepid adventures, he said it. He does it. <laughs> You brought this on yourself by saying that I say it all the time. It's really your fault. We're intrepid. So, when we last left our heroes, they were driving a truck. And nothing bad or weird happened. Uh, Elias has to slowly go back to his lab to make sure there isn't, or rather make sure that there is, a large displacer beast kitty cat strapped to the table there is in fact a displacer beast now is it alive or dead oh it's alive or somewhere in between i made sure of that it it is alive but you know just barely all right i'm gonna see if Patton has some uh you know medicinal shit that i can well actually i've got my uh got my students here this would be a good learning opportunity for them so so do you want me to do you want me to wake it up or do you want me to put well, it you're into a driving. deeper sleep? Go back to the seat. <laughs> Fine, jeez. <laughs> that is exactly something Patton would do too. <laughs> Just lean back. And, no, I assume he got up from the steering wheel and walked back there. Hey, Patton, don't worry. I'll give you a picture-in-picture broadcast of. He, I think he's going to cut this thing open and make it armor. Uh, put no, it on him again. No, I'm not going to cut it open. What the fuck he's going to put on the displacer beast. Isn't that what you do though? Like you just like to cut things open. Like you're kind of weird like that. Zep, he cuts things open. We have it on tape. No, I think you're getting him confused. Zep is also slightly looking at you. Just kind of like... Shrugs. He's going to search all the video tags for incisions. I mean, he's literally wearing... It's his armor. Uh, Boss, I'm checking back through the footage, and I'm seeing a lot more uh, 
punching and nervous screaming than I am seeing uh, dissections. Oh. Well, I'm going to go be depressed that I don't have any more friends that look like me. They were cool. I high-fived a few of them. You, uh, you, you do whatever it is that you're going to do. Jiron is depressed at no, at no longer being in the Jerryverse. <laughs> Listen, Jerry, <laughs> I understand that you're disappointed that you're no longer the center of the Jerryverse. He wasn't even the coolest Jerry there. I saw a Jerry that had two sunglasses. <laughs> That's the king of the Jerrys. You see astral, astral sobbing. Jerry, the cooler Jerry. I'm you, but stronger. <laughs> yes. Anyway, what are you, what exactly are you doing there? Uh, also, no, go on. So you're you're gonna call over your uh, your students there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause uh, you know they gotta learn to study shit. All right. Uh, Brandel, the the halfling, is far too close to be safe. I'm gonna just uh, kind of push him back a little bit, like physically. Yeah. Mavala is standing behind a chair, and uh, Serena is, is just kind of standing there disinterested. Right, so what we have here is uh, obviously a displacer beast. I don't think I need to go over that in detail. You all, you're all PhD students. You should know these sorts of things. So um, basically, well, we're not going to kill it, at least not intentionally. Um, Professor Adaholm? Professor Adaholm? Yes. How do we know it's actually there? Uh, that's actually a very good question. It's unconscious. But do they do it even when they're unconscious? No, they do not. You see, um, again, I really shouldn't have to explain this, but... Brandel is walking around to various corners now, punching the air. Poke it alive. Yes, well, uh, can anybody tell me why it being unconscious would preclude it from uh, exerting its latent magical abilities? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? All right, I'm going to take that as a no. Uh, Welcome to every college course ever. Yes, the, the <laughs> professor asks a question and nobody answers. Yes, I, I, I'm quite aware of how this works. Yes. Well, the reason that we can be sure that it's actually here is because mana functions off of intent and you can't intend to do things if you're knocked out. So, no need to worry, it's quite inert. Roll a nature check on what you just said. Shh, I'm simplifying things for the children. Yeah, I get it, but you're also- that, that's like the whole- you're, you're going into the fucking aerospace shit. That's not aerospace, that's like- No, like how people describe how flight works. Okay. Yeah, so my nature roll was... Hold on. What's my nature bonus? 29. 29? Yeah. So, on a 29 there, yes, you're, you're, you're very aware of intent and, and how these things work and all of that. However, there is such a thing as, you know, instinctual defense mechanisms. Yeah, and but... things of that nature. And also things are passively magical as well. There are passive effects that just happen regardless of operator intent. Right, 
but this plenty is a, of animals. Ex- this is plenty dis- of animals have that. This is a displacer base, though. Yes, there's absolutely so, no way it's it's displacer abilities are like not under its own control. Right. So on on this though, you're going to hear Brandel go, Doctor Adaham, Doctor Adaham. Yes, Brandel. I found it. No, no, Brandel. It's it's on the table. He he's he's tapping the air. Is, and you is, see it impacting there, something. What is it impacting? You then see on the ground right there a waking up displacer beast. Can I can I tackle it? Can I wrestle oh, the, the displacer yes. beast? Oh, it's waking up now. Yes. Oh. in a corner, not on the table. It was on the table. It's just now that it's waking up, it's moving over somewhere else. Uh, well, that's certainly interesting, John. Why did you uh go ahead and sit on it? I'm wrestling it right now. I need to get my dice out. You don't. You don't need to roll for this. John is okay. currently wrestling the gate. Hell yeah! It is surprisingly passive. If you need something, Elias, there's probably a big old hammer in my bag. <laughs> I think I could just headbutt it. No, no, no. It 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 is not exactly fighting back. Yeah. Okay. This this thing is used to being to being used as a hunting dog, basically. Right. Mm. So, what hmm. can I can I make? Last, what do I do with this thing? Just you know, make it re unconscious. Maintain uh, active pressure, and here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna get Specky over here, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give it uh, some some like war paint. I guess you would call it mm-hmm. some spore paint that mm-hmm. Specky should be able to track it, even if it starts displacing all over the place. Right, so you're going to have Specky just mark it with some spores. Yeah, right. Okay. So I probably should have done that to begin with, but I really thought it was going to stay unconscious for longer than this. Um, good job, Randall. Um, that'll count for some uh, partial course credit. Uh, good job, Randall. What about me? Yes, John, well, you're not exactly writing a thesis, are you? Are you? I don't really know what that is. Right, John, the answer is no, it's okay. I'm not writing a thesis either. <laughs> Jerry, we all know that. <laughs> it's it's it is more likely that John is writing a thesis. Doctor Adelholm, uh, yes, I didn't know that. Uh, you didn't know what that John wasn't writing I, a thesis, or that Jerry wasn't writing a thesis. Either of them. Oh well, now you do. He starts writing in his notebook. Okay. Um, for now, um, I'll let you three um observe. Uh, it shouldn't really be that dangerous. It looked like it was mostly under the control of those mind flayers. So uh, as long as you don't attempt to, you know, mind flay it um, and keep it fed, of course, we uh, shouldn't have a problem. Why don't you, uh, as a quick uh, uh, a field assignment, whip up, oh, I don't know, uh, either a magical muzzle or a cage... Uh, capable of containing the displacer beast. Um, I'll check back in in a couple of hours to uh, see how you've done. How you've done? Oh, I say you, you got to help me out here. I'm not going to hold it for a couple of hours. It's not struggling, John. You don't have. To I'm going to let it go. It. Right. Um, here, I'll I'll uh, I'll grab some uh, some calming herbs and uh, magical plants that I've got and make a quick a quick 
Uh, how do you pronounce that word? Poultice? I believe so. Yeah. I believe that's the word. Quick poultice and, uh, you know, some abracachloroform. <laughs> See, I can just for that. I'm not going to make you roll anything. Done, <laughs> right? And uh, go ahead and knock it out for a little bit longer, and let my students deal with it. Oh, and uh, think okay. up a name if you'd like. A name for Displacy. this place. <laughs> Absolutely, that's <not>. Brandle. <laughs> think up a better name, Brandle. Mavala Jr. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Let's go Listen with Listen to us, I've got a good Jr. name idea. Specky yes. 2. No. Specky. <laughs> Specky 2, still speckin'. <laughs> Elias, you might want to have the kobolds look for some materials to get a harness on that thing. That way you can control it a bit easier. Saw it in the movies. Can you harness this thing? Well, I mean... To a certain extent, the tentacles are going to go where the tentacles go. Yeah, let's get some leather on there. Uh, I don't that's, know that's much not more a bad that. idea, Jerry. We'll, we'll uh, see if the kobolds want to do some of some uh, scrapping later. Just make sure you do a head count every time. I think it could use some spikes. Uh, no, we're, we're going to pass on the spikes. We're not looking for offensive capability here for the displacer beast. It's more like a class pet a class pet that should be taking a lot of blood samples from oh I see time to time just make sure you do a head count of the kobolds Um, they're rather small and the displacer beast might get hungry well hold on now Alonza's from the old world right where you came from what no I think Alonza's a rock native as well is she no she isn't Oh, she's not. Oh, okay. Okay. I couldn't remember how she's old she was. She's a middle aged elf. Ah, yeah. that's I mean, right. She's old as hell. Yeah, middle aged is like old as fuck. See, Patton operates in bird years. I don't know how long a bird <laughs> lives, but it's probably not too long. Well, something that comes to mind is she was very familiar with communing with things on the old world, right? Correct. So, so speaking of that, uh, Elias, you're going to get a little call on your radio. Moshi Moshi, Elias does. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, what's up? Hey, yo, you got Elias. No, okay. Leave a message with the beast. So, in, in character? Alright, hold on a second. I was, I, when you said that, I thought of that fucking Cheetos gif. Hey, yo. <laughs> oh, no! Hey, yo, little oh, Cheetos. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Is this a laugh? <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, can I get a displacer beast? Can I get a displacer beast flaming? <laughs> Every fucking time. Every time I see that goddamn gif, I have to watch it for the whole like minute and a half <laughs> that it goes on for. Ring ring. Hello. Okay, let me oh, get back God. into character for a second here. Uh yes, what? <laughs> Hey there, Elias. Alonza here. Uh, you mind explaining yourself? Um, uh, in regards to? What do you think? Well, it's taken um, care of. 
There might be a lot of things that you find unpleasant on this journey, so... Okay, that's entirely accurate. Why do you have a displacer beast in your truck? Where did it come from? Well, that's an interesting story. One, why don't you have a displacer beast? (laughs) They're awesome. He makes a point. I'm super, you got brain problems I'm or something? super hyped up on this displacer beast right now. Uh, in a more serious tone, uh, well, we had a, uh, a, an incident with uh, space-time. Uh, some mind flayers. I won't go into the details, but I was uh-huh, able to retrieve uh-huh. a uh, living displacer beast. One that has been uh, tamed, actually, to, some, to a certain extent. I thought it would make a good research specimen, so I retrieved it. Right. So. Tamed Displacer Beast is an oxymoron in the same way that Dwarven Intelligence is. Well, I don't think that's (laughs) a very fair characterization. Uh, Have you done any longitudinal studies on Dwarven Intelligence? It's going to rip your eyes out. They go for the eyes. Did you know that? Well, I, I mean, I noticed somewhat of a, a, a eye-tracking behavior from it, but... <laughs> Dr. Adelholm, he likes me. <laughs> and you see Don't the tentacles close reaching to closer it. to the face. I said build a muzzle. Not be the muzzle. Use the pressure points that I showed you. Also, make go ahead and make... That's ten- just making it angry. Oh, God. I'm going to walk back over there, hit it with a pressure point in the right spot, and then go back to the fucking... And then go back to the radio. Actually, I'll just keep the radio in one hand and, you know, do the pressure points with the other hand. Okay. While I show them. Now, look, Alonzo, I'm, I'm sort of busy right now. Look, just... You do you know, know that you can't keep that thing around here, just right? Just move your hands like this. And then, I'm sorry, what? You do know that you can't keep that thing around here, right? Um, do you intend to stop me? Who Do you want people to die? Well, not, you know, without, uh, not in anything other than a gross accident, but, you know. We may have reason to believe it can be tamed. Well, I'm not, I'm not exactly looking to, you know, turn it into a companion here, but I'm going to uh, study it in a controlled environment. What if you could, And then though? release it, right? Uh, at some point. But what if you could have it as a companion? Um, For instance, I, Specky came Specky. from a golem, right? Specky is an intelligent creature. Right. Uh, that thing that he calls Specky is a strange abomination that seems to have attached itself to him, and I'm okay with that. Well, what if you, uh, for lack of a better term, speckify the displacer beast? Jerry, there are about so, 30 different Specky reasons is why going that to makes jump no off sense. of Elias's shoulder. Walk, 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 walk. Go, hop up onto Jiron's lap, reach up a paw, slap him in the face. Oof. Walk back away. And, and hop back up. Not like a hard slap, but just like a no. Jerry, there, was about, worth a try. there are about 30 different reasons why that doesn't make any sense. One, 
I, I will proceed to list all 30 if you don't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> well, my and line of 30, thinking there was the golem controlled all and those... 30th, uh, Specky is an intelligent creature, not, not a wild no. animal. No, no. So no, you cannot speckify if such a word even existed uh, a displacer beast into an intelligent creature unless you're suggesting we uplift a displacer beast through some sort of arcane ritual that I can we do that? no is it a good idea? I highly doubt that that is something that's possible and even if it was possible you'd get some sort of like mind flayer beast which isn't good. Specky is retracting the glowing tendril that was protruding <laughs> from itself from the displacer base. Specky, we we discussed this. We're not we're not doing these sorts of experiments for right now. You remember what happened last time? Wow. If anyone finds that thing, well, you know, Specky shivers. I mean, we did bury it deep enough. I think so. They shouldn't mwah, find mwah. it. Uh, I right. think that conversation turned suitably cryptic. <laughs> All right. In so. any case, we're not uplifting it, Jerry. Well, it was worth a shot. So you guys are passing through the uh, the local area, of course, you know, having to stop over for a night in Fort Smith while your uh, your kobolds go off scavenging as is their mission. I've got them uh, taking turns keeping this thing pacified. Mm-hmm. Do I need to roll oh, right. to, like, to make sure that they've fully understood how to do this so I don't have to keep showing them all over, over and over again? No, you, you, you've you done a good enough job. Right. But, so, what exactly, what exactly are you attempting to accomplish with this? With the Displacer Beast? I want... Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Displacer beasts are really good at finding and, and uh, you know, messing with temporal bullshit, right? Yes. So I want to use it like a canary in a coal mine, right? So we've got... Mm. We've got okay, so we've got this thing in a, ca- in a cage, suitably pacified. Uh, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, eventually once, you know, the kobolds do their thing and we build this, this cage for it. So the next time some temporal bullshit starts up, the displacer beast is going to know about it before we do. So if we can, if I can train it with like food or you know something like that to basically react and start making noise, start doing something when there's when when you know temporal bullshit is going on, it'd be you know good for us. Now, so so the source of mana that uh, they were using and that this is well. Is a displacer beast like from? Does it get the same kind of source of power as a mind flare, or were they just with, or were they just together at that time? Are they the same type of creature? My no. no. So technically, technically, displacer beasts are fey nonsense. Yes. Okay. Because so I was thinking, because uh, when I was fiddling with uh, when when I had Jerry in the suit there. It's got me thinking about how I can, I'm I'm tossed around the idea of trying to make like concentrated mana capsules. Thinking about other different types of source of magic, see if I could bottle them. Well, yeah, I was mana thinking, potions are a thing. 
Yeah. But more, I'm talking like super concentrated doses. And so I was wondering if uh, if this Displacer Beast had the same source of mana as those Mind Flayers and all those. If something happened with the Displacer Beast, we could use, you know, I could get this concentrated source and use that as a kind of... Um, like a uh, mana grenade? I mean, that could be one use of it. I mean, I can make anything into a grenade if you just give me enough time and enough explosives, but... Uh, I made this chair into a grenade. <laughs> Aha! Strapped C4 to it. But something that... <laughs> uh, chair bomb. Something that will react more... You know, it'll... Because uh, we... Cause we, we like, cause the whole reason, yeah, what you were saying about this guy was he'll detect it before, but this is also a living creature. And so yeah. if we could take that annoying living part out of it, but still keep that kind of radar feeling to it, that's what I wanted to know. If I could try and uh you know through experimentations obviously it won't happen well, you want to cybernetic this thing well no but also that would be sick yes possibly <laughs> now that you mention it my that would my be thinking so here sick. is that there's a plug, very... plug yourself into the jack in your neck no into the cat jerry stop coming up with terrible stupid ideas <laughs> i mean it's an idea i'll jot it down Patton's got two notebooks on top of his multiple other notebooks. They have Patton's terrible ideas, then Patton's terrible ideas, but there's a question mark at the end. That one's going to go <laughs> in the question mark book. This is like trying to plug a toaster into a watermelon. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't I mean, work. No, think of it like this. You can turn on a light bulb using a potato, right? So you could probably find a way to work a toaster with the watermelon. You're just not thinking outside of the box, Elias. We don't have the skill yet, but we can try later. Anyway, no. I just wanted to see if 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 the Displacer Beast died, if we would be able to, if I'd be able to work with it like that to make an artificial radar to detect what you're trying to get as well as a backup well, plan. My idea is also that we just don't have a lot of knowledge or information about creatures that mess with temporal shit like displacing time stuff it would be better to have something that i can study to get a, a better understanding of how it works so i want to keep it alive as long as possible and as long as it's convenient i mean yeah i mean if it hauls off and eats somebody i guess we'll have to get rid of it but oh you guess i mean it depends on who it eats <laughs> all right so you have one pacified Displacer Beast, kind of. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe you get whacked by a tentacle every once in a while, but it's just playing. It's not playing, it's trying to eat you. I do, I do need to come up with a name. Oh, it's a Marvelo Jr., that's right. We're definitely going to call it that. What? Mavala Jr. Oh, I got. I, I was thinking Harry Potter, so I said Marvel. <laughs> you, your your mind has two has two modes: Harry Potter and my shiny teeth in me. <laughs> Neither of these statements are correct. But are they incorrect? Yes. <laughs> so long keeping Marvelo here like this. Marvelo Junior. Junior, remember, uh, John doesn't have to sit on it anymore. Yeah, we're taking turns, but I'm not letting it out of my quote-unquote sight. <laughs> I mean, you know, you go to the bathroom at night, and you look up, there's a displacer beast. And then you look down and look up again, it's gone. It's not a big deal. 
Ted is back in its that. cage. It never left. I don't, I don't know how much I like that. So what the rest? Of, what are the rest of you fucks yeah. doing? Watching a displacement be so it doesn't eat me. It's not going to eat John. It could never fit all of John inside of its mouth. I ain't going to let it get a start. <laughs> yeah, Patton's uh, keep on keeping on trucking here. It could eat uh, Zeb. I'm definitely going to see, uh, I'm definitely going to take some samples from the Displacer Beast when we go oh, in yeah. shifts between, definitely. you know, John drives sometimes, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, do you want to learn how to drive? Because we can teach you how to how to drive, basically. Don't, don't, don't let Patton teach Jerry how to drive. <laughs> you gotta I mean... stop me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it would be a good skill to have, I guess. There has got to be somebody else in the caravan who could teach Jerry how to drive. I could teach him how to drive. Somebody else in the caravan who could teach Jerry how to drive. I don't like to brag, but uh, I'm a pretty good driver. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, I remember he drove that one time. He has a he has a motorcycle. Do you have a motorcycle, Elias? I do not have a motorcycle. Well, there Case you go. closed. So, so... Didn't Patton get uh, some kind of thing, right? Yeah. You got it. You got some. I got kind this of really cool. Now. Yeah, I got this really cool staff. Now it's all gooey and frozen black ice. It's awesome. I'm sure that's not concerning in the slightest. So Patton, no, not at all. If anyone else has any concerns, feel free to raise them. So we have four, no, three, three down, right? And we haven't seen Michael since that one, so, you know, probably keep an eye out. Speaking of which, so, um, where are we on the map right now? Where are we headed? We're in Because we're headed one direction, and then there was a giant, there was a giant eyeball sun, but we took care of that one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you guys were staying in Fort Smith, right? And you're starting to move, assuming that you're still doing that. You're going up 40. Towards Oklahoma City, right? Correct. Okay. So, is there anything of particular interest that you want to do on the way there? I mean, I've got my hands full with this Displacer Beast midterm project. I've got something. Avoid force. I'm going to make sure that we're all... uh, we're Because we took kind of a lot of hits over the past yeah, few days. Okay. So I'm going to make sure everyone here is good. Uh, no broken bones that aren't going to heal. You know, I'm going to make sure everyone's braced. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So. I was actually going to see um, if I could cross-reference the word Teolia. Is that what it was? Or, like, yes. do a history check, see if I know what that would be, just from, like, maybe seeing it before. See if it's, like, yeah, one second, the one second. Uh, yeah, give me... If you wanted to, if you wanted to get that, it would take me, take me a bit. Uh, do you think that your character would actually have reasonable, in-depth knowledge of Aztec animism? I'd say it's possible, not really probable. Okay. How? Because we were in the Tonali facility, I might have seen something. You could consult Patton, and I could take a look as well. See if there's anything I have in the databanks there. Yeah, Patton might be a better person to check that, actually. So could I, like, assist him on that? Run that by me again? 
So, like, maybe we can have Pat, like, I can ask Patton if he knows anything about it. Do, do you think that Patton would know anything? Like, Ted, do you think that Patton would know this? Uh, Patton wouldn't, but he's got a lot of info that he shouldn't understand or know. I could do a search That's of true. Jerry and see if we can pull yeah. anything up. Sure. So, yeah. I was going to assist him on this, then. And this will be a history check? Yes. All right. So, and I get a plus two because Jerry's assisting, right? Yes. All right. So plus 15. Nat one. Uh, that'd be stupid. I rolled a two. So 17. Uh, I got a 11 on mine. Yeah, no. No, you have absolutely no idea. Yeah, sorry, Jerry. Nothing's coming up here. Uh, that's okay. I'll mark it down, though, and I'll put it in my journal of bad ideas. We should keep an eye out for that word when we go to Denver. We can probably find out more about it then. I think that's about it. I don't know if anyone else, I don't know if John's got anything he wants to do. Watch the Displacer Beast. You can't really do that. I mean, you try looking at it for, <laughs> for too long, and then it, you know, kind of fades out of your vision, and then you blink back, and then it's there. Yeah, I'm doing look that. Look up at the ceiling, and then it's there, you know. I Keep want a spin-off eye. manga with John and the Displacer Beast. You can't... Not everything can be a spin-off. I think we should each get our own spin-offs. That is blatantly not true. Everything can be a spin-off. Have you seen the Avengers? That's true. John and the Displacer Beast. John goes to, you know, to, to make a big cowboy sloppy joe. Turns away, the Displacer Beast eats it. Comes back, Displacer <laughs> Beast! John makes okay, some delicious so steamed hams. <laughs> An unforgettable okay. lunch. So we're driving down 40. Correct. Yes. So, driving down 40. Uh, as you guys are passing, you know, across the Arkansas River and things like that, you're noticing it's starting to get, uh, it, it was very wooded, right? And semi-magically as well in some of these uh, wooded areas, but you're starting to notice that it's just starting to get overgrown and the mana here is thinning severely, rapidly. Thinning? Yes. So it's overgrown with normal plants? Yes. Non-magical, basic-ass trees and stuff? Correct. Well, to us, those aren't normal. They're yeah, for the you're, rock yes. Yeah, you're you're starting to just get more and more mundane, non-magical plants and animals. Oh, we're getting and we're getting close to a dead zone. Yeah, it it's thinning out fast. Uh, can I? I'm gonna go ahead and roll nature on that to see if it's thinning out too fast. You know what I mean? Like, is this is there like a hard line here that's set up, or is it just like? something something else i want to know you know if 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 there's some kind of like actual line or if it's just this is the limit of where the mana is spread so far all right uh 25 okay on a 25 so it's not like there's a hard line where mana will will end right Mm mm-hmm 
considering that mana producing plants are exactly that. They, they produce. So there are going to be little bits and patches. However, the, the baseline, right? Mm -hmm. The baseline ambient mana is dropping very rapidly. And it's the, the other thing of note is that you can't exactly, once you're out of a, of a field of mana, you can't really locate the patches within it because you have nothing to search through. So it just seems like it's all gone, even if there are patches. So we're kind of just like in really murky water at this point. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's starting to fall off very rapidly, like alarmingly so. Hmm. Okay, so... At, at this point, you guys have passed over the Arkansas River, but you haven't uh, gone over the uh, next like large body of water. Well, I mean, we've prepared for this sort of thing. Like, we knew that there would be dead zones, so we just have to have everybody, you know, seal up everything that they can and start uh, rationing. Yep. I mean, that's this is what right. Road Train was designed for, so... Make sure, you know, so, make, a, make an announcement over uh, the intercom system to everyone here over the radio so let everyone know that we're coming up to a potential dead zone. Get everything locked down and be ready. Okay, so, yeah, so that's what you're going to get, is you're going to get a uh, call from from Dr. Robo. Uh, so, man is getting really thin. You guys are safe up there, but we can't really just leave these things behind. You know, the other vehicles. Uh, what do you want us to do? Are you going to scout ahead and we'll wait for the signal? That's true. Their their vehicles aren't really shored up the same way ours are. Right? I thought we right, spent so a be... bunch of gold getting ours suited up and then a bunch of the other cars as well. No, it's just the road train and our Range Rover. Oh, okay. are, uh... yes. Okay. What which is in use, but you the thing is is that if you were to try to take literally everyone through a dead zone without knowing where it ends. Yeah, you're going to run into trouble much quicker. Your effective explore, your effective exploratory range is going to be much, much shorter. It's like fording the river. Well, think about it like, think about it like this. It, um, think of it like sailing, right? If you have a hundred people with you on the boat, you're going to run out of food a lot faster, and you're going to have to turn back, right? The, they'll reach a point where you simply cannot risk not finding land right there, there's a point of no return right maybe we can so, have them set up a checkpoint here and then go back to fort smith if that's what you want them to do because i think that would be better than just having them wait here they can like set up a base in fort smith and that way we can have like our first stop on our supply line Okay. That actually, yeah, that actually makes pretty good sense. And then if we do run into any issues, they're not super far away. You know, everything's ready. They can get up and get out here to meet us if we need them for something. All okay. right, that's what we have, Doctor Robo for. All right, so we're just taking All the right. uh, we're just taking the truck out here, then, right? Correct. All right. Assuming. I could. I would think we would maybe want to take our dragonborn bodyguards with us. Yeah. What you guys and those guys? 
Yeah, they might be in the Range Rover. Yeah. I mean, you want them to stay behind in case they need any protection? Because, yeah, because how many people do we have that if, say, a roaming, um, uh, a gaggle of hobgoblins comes on by, we want to make sure that there's, you know, no chance that they're going to be able to go in there and hurt everyone and get in there and cause a ruckus. So I'm trying to remember if we, um, because the people that are able to fight and defend, I mean, they're not useless, you know, I mean, they can defend themselves. Well, it's not like we're leaving them here permanently, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're basically what you would be doing is it's standard scouting procedure is you don't know when you'll be able to find mana next. Right. But you guys aren't necessarily prepared to go, you know, permanently without mana anyway. You're you're going to need to hop between small patches and things like that, but you're going to need to find them to set up where you to set up where you need to go and how you're going to get everybody there. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just blindly forge forward. You have to establish, okay, in, you know, 70 miles, there's an inhabitable area, so bring over this many people and this many cars and then make another trip or, you know, whatever. It's like right? gas stations when you're way in the middle of nowhere in the in the West, where they'll say, you know, you've got this huge stretch of road where if anything goes wrong, you're very, very far from the next checkpoint. Just instead of gas, it's 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 living gas. Yes. So I, you know, it, it's very similar to, say, uh, like cave diving or something. If you don't have, you you need to know where your outs are. You have to know so where the air pockets up, are so you don't get stuck. Yeah. So you have yeah. You, so you have outs to not just drown. Yeah. Same thing. So I want to bring the dragon board with us, and then have everyone else okay. go back to uh, go back to the fort there. And we can also call the steel drivers and have them help them set up a camp because they're already in That's Arkansas. True. They're in the area, sort of. If they need the help, yeah. yeah. So we'll let them take care just of that. Robo will be in charge. Of yeah, you can up just that. you can just uh, let them know that they're there, basically. Like, hey, we've got a we've got a group of people here. If they call for help, that's where they'll be. Hopefully, they won't need to call for help. Hopefully, nothing goes wrong. But just in case. Yeah, sounds good to me. Right, so uh, right. we'll forge oh. forward. Okay, so now that that has all been established, uh, are you taking or leaving your your uh, students there? Elias? They need to come. They have okay. to, because this is this is literally what they signed on for. Okay. Plus, the dragonborn are here; it'll be fine. Yeah. So you got your. You've got your road train and uh, one f- bodyguard vehicle. Yeah, they all fit in the road train. Mm-hmm. In the lab and stuff, so. Yeah. So. As you guys start uh, driving on further, the roads are going to become far more uh, inhospitable than you're maybe used to. Like, this is... Like, these are roads that were not particularly well-maintained even 
even before everything went to hell. And now it's like it's starting to get overgrown to a point where it is becoming very difficult to travel on them. And there are not any other outside roads for you to use, really. Like there aren't any side roads for you to dip down to. So things are going to come to a bit of a head when, uh, hold on, as you'll see, uh, do you see that bridge, that, that very large bridge, uh, over the lake whose name does not show up on Google Maps? I don't have Google Maps open. Yes, I see it. Yeah. Right near, uh, it's in Chicada, Oklahoma. There is a fairly long, long bridge on I-40 over a, uh, a lake whose name? Why is this? It, it's a it's a thing near like if why is everything in Oklahoma have dumb names? Afala State Park, and that's Lake showing up for me too. Yeah, it's Lake Afala. I guess is the name of it. It's got a dumb name, but it's no Toad Suck. Yeah, that was that <laughs> was a, that was an amazing one. That one was just fucking fantastic. So. This is one of those, uh, you know, like, land bridge sort of things, right? However, this stuff is eroded to the point where this bridge is no longer passable. Hmm. I roll to check for crabs. Now, when you say passable, do you just mean it's covered in so much debris and it's, or is it just structurally unstable? Uh, debris and structurally unstable. So there are several points in the uh, the bridge where it is actually more of a legitimate bridge than a land bridge, and those parts are collapsed. Well, I guess we got to go around then, huh? All right, so looking at this bridge here, I'm wondering if it would be even realistic. So, so how... So it's got the land bridge, right? So it's got portions of the bridge that are just dirt, rock, whatever. Yeah. How big are these gaps between in which the bridge is impassable? Would it be feasible to try and make a support or would it not? Because it would be really rough, I think, to try and make a support that yeah. can support the weight of a fucking semi. So I'm wondering how big these gaps and how... how 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 large a space in between is if we're going fast enough if we might be able to just kind of whoop like it's at least 100 meters of just gap 100 meters huh all right can i um all right let me see here what would i roll to do some quick physics calculations i want to know how theoretically how fast and at what angle no 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 yeah you see you see Okay, so I will this not is a allow you to jump this. If you were to attempt to quote jump this gap, uh, it will require as much engineering as it would take to fix the bridge. So we're not doing any more work, and it'll be sick. <laughs> yeah, Dan, you're just yeah, giving no, me upsides here. <laughs> no, it, it would absolutely not work, and would destroy your vehicle. 
so we're doing it. Do it. No. Okay, let's think about this. How exactly is a trailer attached to the the truck thing that, that's hauling it, right? Yeah. Patton is going to do these calculations. How do you think that would operate in the air? Yes, Patton's going to do these calculations, and while he thinks it might be a worthwhile endeavor, there's probably an easier way. But once again, gonna open up that notebook, put it right under there in the question mark, jump the chasm, and then slash do it. So let's look at some other ways that we might be able to get this across. Looking at the map, we could take 266. Just go That's right around road, it. But I mean, might, be, might have been better luck. That's a much smaller bridge. Okay, so you're going to try and go south around? Uh, north around. 266 cuts out of... So um, you're going to go north around and then try to connect on the 62? If you take this, um, north for, north for 170 road, numbers aren't working in my head, but just before the bridge, out of that town, north up to 266, and we take that west, it's got, like, one or two small bridges. We take that up and around. All right. I mean, that makes sense. I'm, I'm just sitting here, you know studying the effects of low of a low mana environment on this displacer beast. It's very interesting. Once again, it's shocking just how often I could have actually used that daily. You know, the one with the fucking trampoline. I don't think a trampoline is going to help us out of this one, Patton. The, the thing about this is, though, is that any detour that you take is going to start to dwindle your supplies of mana here. Wait, uh, shit, where are we on the map again? Fucking type into your fucking search bar. Goddamn. Maps. Yeah. Yeah. Look up fucking Fort Smith. Scrolly, 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 scrolly. You can do this at home, too. If you're listening to the podcast by a computer, look up Fort Smith, and you can track our progress along 40. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah, so... You guys came from Fort Smith. You're heading west on 40, right? You already crossed the Arkansas River. And the bridge that you were just trying to cross is the one north of Lake Ifalva State Park. I assume, I, I think we can assume it's on Lake Ifalva. Nothing in Oklahoma is pronounceable. You guys are in front of this bridge currently. What would you like to do? We're just going to go north. Okay. So, we go north, out of the unnamed town by the lake, up to 266. And then we try to get around the lake like that, on 266. Okay. Sounds good to me. So. Hmm. Let me think real quick. Ranges, ranges, ranges. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. As you guys go north and pull off onto 266, the road is far more narrow than the uh, other highways and such, so you do kind of have to go slower as you're pushing things out of the way, right? And it's around the time that 
you're starting to have to, uh, you know, there, there's several small bridges and things across 266 that also seems rather precarious. Not necessarily a surefire, th not exactly a surefire things. So, what we're going to do here is start up a skills challenge with goal, get to Oklahoma City before running out of mana. And we're trying to plot the course here, right? Okay, Oklahoma City is pretty far from where we are right now. Yes. So, basically, the way this is going to work is on each person's turn, right, there, there are decisions that are going to have to be made as far as how you're going to do things and where you're going to go, you know, Oregon Trail style, that are risk versus reward, mana conservation versus speed. Or, you know, uh, safety versus mana conversation. Uh, conservation, rather. Right. So, on that note, everybody roll me up some initiative. You got it, fam. Twenty-three. Twenty-three? I got a seventeen. I got a nine. Okay, so it was twenty-three, seventeen for Elias, what for Patton? I don't know the exact number because Audacity fucked up the recording. And what for Giron? Nine. You guys had literally the exact same turn order as before. The numbers were slightly different except for John's. But yeah, same turn order. This is weird. So, first up is going to be John. So, Wait, what you guys are having to... I got 20... I got like 23. Yeah, I got a 17. Oh, wait. Oh, the, I got him backwards. My bad, my bad. I, was gonna say I don't want to go first. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got those backwards. For some reason, I heard Elias at, with the... Uh, I heard Elias with the 17 and John with the 23. I'm going to roll nature to fit a saddle to the displacer beast. Shut up. So, as you're driving along at 266, right, there is a point here where there's a small bridge. Okay. Right? And it looks rather structurally unsound. Okay. You're surrounded by these... You know, there, there's lakes, there's a couple of side roads, but nothing that you can see on your map that connects quickly to the other side, right? Okay. So, what would Elias do to help remedy the situation? Ask Pat. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, so to this in this situation, what? We're looking at, uh, it's a bridge, right? Yeah. How deep is the water? How deep is the water? Uh, difficult to tell immediately, but not very deep. Okay, well, I guess I can give us like a a, a better sense of risk versus reward with a nature check here, um, to to make it easier. Like we don't want to go too far around if they're if we're gonna lose like a ton of mana to the dead zone. So I want to get up high. Uh, up on top of the, uh, I want to stop the car for a little for a second and get up on top of the the semi and roll nature to see if I can spot some foliage like in one of the alternate routes that looks like it might be magic. 
Mm -hmm. That way, if we have to take up one of the slower alternate routes, we can take one of the slower ones that is likely to have more mana there. To partially recharge? Yeah. Sure. I'm going to roll nature for that. That is a... I keep forgetting my nature bonus. 28. So, 28. So, on a 28, yeah, you see, uh, as you look north towards, like, the, uh, the mouth of the creek that kind of empties down into this lake, right? Yeah. Along the, uh, the sides of that creek, you do notice some very sparse, uh, outcroppings of mana-producing plants. So, you could reasonably, uh, go up one of these side by-roads send somebody out to go collect them and have a little bit more of a buffer. All right, so let's do that. All right. And by the way, this is going to be uh, just eight successes, four failures. So that is one success. So you send out uh, probably the, the Dragonborn, considering that they're a bit more hearty and all of that, to go collect a lot of these plants, and you actually, you you netted some mana there. Nice. However, as you're going up, this is, like, even more so than before, this is a detour. This is a detour of the detour. Right? But eventually you are able to curve back around to get back on 266. And so you're you're driving along, and as you you're getting up towards uh, Grayson, this this town here, right, right, and it's starting to get dark. It's it is very very slow going, and you guys aren't getting into dire sh- like it, it's not dire at this point, but it's not good. Like you're. You're you're running through your mana pretty quickly. Yeah, and we don't have enough. We can't really stop for me to like recharge because we lose more than we gain because there's not enough magical plants around here. Correct. So, uh, at this point, you guys are going to come over towards this town here. Your your next big obstacle of course is going to be finding shelter for the night right can't just sleep in the car well you can but you need to put the car in an actually safe spot you've noticed along the way uh several markings of what look like uh tracks from those uh from motorcycles that you might re- remember as some of those uh, Noel bikers. It looks like they operate in this area sporadically. That's no good. Correct. So, as you guys are pulling up to stop for the night, right, uh, John? And we're, we're pulling off, like, into Grayson? Yeah, I'm assuming. You, you need to stop somewhere. Yeah. So... In the night, as you're on watch, you hear the uh, the low rumblings of a motorcycle engine off in the distance. And what do you do? I'm going to climb on top of uh, 
a low building, preferably one with some decent cover. Mm -hmm. And if they get even sort of close, I'm going to start taking some shots at them. I'm going to make myself sound louder and bigger than I really am and try and scare them off as if there is more than just me up here. So you're going like, to okay. roll, you know, and intimidate. Exactly. It's more like if there's like, like at least two cowboy orcs. Exactly, yeah. So intimidate? Intimidate. Pooh, the 20. That's a natural 20. Nice. That's going to be counter too. So, so you see one of these, uh, these knoll bikers roll up into town slowly and start looking around, and it's very clear that he's circling the area in general, right? Like, they, they caught on to you guys, and you can see several more with their, uh, with their engines off, like, hiding on the uh, backside of one of the roads, right? Like, down a little driveway. So, what would your goal be? Are you trying to hit them, or are you trying to just scare them off? All right, so there are how many guys coming into the town? Uh, approximately 10. There's one with his engine on and nine more. Okay, yeah, that's, the guy with his engine on is what I was talking about. Yeah. Right. So I'm, are you going to actually... I know exactly what, what I'm going to do. do so I'm going to try and creep around him to get closer to the uh, the guys that he's going to call in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start taking shots at him and start you know whooping and hollering from the building. Y'all get out of here now. Hop off to another building, take a few more shots at him as they're trying to creep up on me. And mm -hmm. scare them off. Okay. And then So the rest of you guys are going to hear the whole town sort of erupt into Noel screams, engines starting up, backfiring, and just screeching tires. And as and, the uh, as the first guy who was scouting out the town comes up to try and figure out what the hell's going on, jump off a building and fucking headbutt him. Nice. That's intimidating, right? Absolutely. You get the hell on out of here and don't come back. All right. So that is going to count for two successes as not only do you scare them away, but you actually make them ditch their motorcycles. A lot of them. And with that, there's a lot of fuel reserves. Yeehaw. Right. So instead of having to spend uh, residuum and the like on making concentrated mana potions and what have you to not die, right? Like, the, the residuum that you would normally need to use to make your fuel, you can now spend on more mana potions and shit instead. Excellent. Well, Meaning, John has just increased your effective range by quite a bit. I kick over one of their bikes. Mm -hmm. Nice. So... <laughs> So next up, you guys are going to be uh, driving back down through 266 as the day is starting up anew. So, Patton, you guys are making your way, and eventually you're going to have to get in towards, uh, back towards 62, getting closer to getting back onto 40, right? That goes, that goes fairly decently. However, Right? There is a very large, uh, well, at least for what you've seen so far, right? Compared to the other cities, 
the city that you're about to come into, Spelter here, is pretty rich in resources for you guys to take. As far as things go, this place is pretty damn pristine compared to a lot of others. Uh, nothing seems really burnt out or destroyed, and in fact, the uh, the general foliage was thin enough that uh, this place hasn't been entirely reclaimed either. So, uh, you also see there is a fairly large, uh, there is a very large truck store, like a, like one of the ones similar to the place where you got your actual big truck. Don't eat the food from there. It's awful. Yeah. There, there are several vehicle supply stores. So as you're going through here, what is your priority and what are you trying to do? I want to check out that nearby automotive store, you know, that big-ass one, to see if we can scavenge for some good stuff to have on hand for repairing the truck if we need it. Okay. So, as you pull into one of these, uh, into one of these, uh, automotive manufacturing companies and, uh, repair shops and the likes, right? There's several of those in a pretty large, uh, like, square around themselves. So, you're on a time limit, though. So give me an Arcana check, then, or I'm assuming that's what you would want to do to attempt to scavenge. I was thinking more Dungeoneering. Oh, that's good, too. Since I'm basically scavenging all of these parts and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go ahead and roll that. I've got an 11 in it. Uh, 20 in total. 20 in total? You only rolled a 9. <laughs> mm, that's still a success. It's just barely, but it's still a success. So, yeah, you guys you guys pull into one of these things. You know, Patton goes out to go scouting for very specific tools, right? And he's he's in and out in like an hour. Or less. So, you now have a lot of, you now have a decent supply of automotive repair tools, specialized ones, that you did not have before. Oh, and also, I got one of those little, uh, one of those little fucking sentries. This one smells like pineapple. Those, that's the important part. Hey, Elias, check out this little tree. <laughs> Ooh, it smells fruity. Specky immediately pounces on it and tears it to shreds. I'm just saying, there's something about there's something about pineapple scent that makes Specky freak the fuck out. Well, all right. Okay, so as you guys are now dr attaching back onto forty and uh, driving on down, you are going to hit uh, at a certain point, right? Jiron. Oh, we're hit yeah. Jiron on the road? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, no. Absolutely. Jerry, so, before you say it, no, you can't roll Arcana to open up a portal to get all the other Jerry's to help us. I won't allow it. That would be cool, though. So, Jiron, as the most legitimately magically attuned person 
in the party, right? Yeah. As you uh, you're you're passing this intersection where you could go south on seventy five, right? And right as you're passing over that, you get a strong feeling of a very strong mana signature somewhere to the south. Maybe a couple of miles. It would involve diverting off of your current path, but you guys are running low on mana and might be something that could help you out. So what's what are you going to do? Are you going to alert the group about this or... Are you going to immediately attempt to get them to go down towards it, or what are you going to do? Hmm. Well. So, you're just, you just got back onto 40 after getting out of, uh, whatever the name of this town is, Spelter. And if you go west, you know, uh, a good, good, uh, maybe like 15 kilometers you get down to the point where you could take 75 south. Yeah, and somewhere down there, down 75 in this general vicinity near Pharaoh, there is a strong mana signature. Well, you just barely get, like, you you cross over one of the, you know, one of the ley lines there that just barely crosses over. And, you know, you can feel the tendril leading down to it. Okay. Uh, so Pat and Stroll Dungeoneering, right? Correct. Alright, so I'm gonna <coughs> check Arcana here to see if this is mm-hmm. a like a specific type of mana that I've like maybe felt before. See if it's like either some Michael bullshit or if it's just like a lot of mana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright, so I got a plus ten. What are we gonna roll? Folks, that's 16. 16 in total? Yep. Oh boy. That sounds like a failure to me, unless you want to use your action point. I'm going to sit on my action point. Okay. So you were trying to get a read on what sort of mana signature it is? Yep. Alright, so... It's sort of, um, you know, formless, amorphous, so it's kind of giving off a feeling that it's just like a like a pocket of greenery, probably. Oh. Hey, Patton, uh, head us south. I think there might be some mana-growing plants down there that we can use to make more potions. I am sensing a lot of it. About how far do you think it might be, Jerry? Ah, uh, uh, nothing too far. It doesn't feel too far away at all. So, at the top of the round, Elias. Yes. So you had noticed, when you're in a mana dead zone, everything is eerily quiet. Correct. There isn't, there isn't any of the background noise that you're used to. There, there's none of that. It, it feels like you're missing a sense. It, it feels like you suddenly can't smell anything. Like, you know the, you know the feeling where you go from, uh, like, when you're really sick and you can't smell anything and then it clears up and everything smells weird? Yeah. That's what's happening right now. Oh, like everything's coming back? Everything's starting to come back. But this also feels weird. So, alright. It, it, it feels off. I'm gonna roll insight then. To see okay. if, if there's something like this that I've experienced before. 
or if it's to... insight is more of a thing like so insight is social perception oh it's it has to be social insight is reading people living things Man, discerning living truth thing. from lies i got a question here it's you know sense motive would he be able to illusions. roll inside on himself to see if he's just off from being in the dead zone? No. Okay. No, that's that's not really. That's like saying I'm gonna intimidate myself into running faster. Yeah, who would ever do that? If you don't run faster, I'm gonna blow our brain out. Who would ever argue with their own subconscious, right? Yeah, oh, nobody's fu- done that. Fuck it. Let's just do perception then. Nobody's rolled yeah. perception yet. Uh, yeah, so basically what I'm looking for here is, like, I want to reach back and see if this if this feeling reminds me of anything, or if uh, if I can crystallize this unease into a more concrete uh, explanation. That will be a 28. Okay. I'm rolling 15s today. So, on... A 28. You're recognizing this as uh, it's something that feels fairly... You you, you recognize that this feels off Mm -hmm. and you felt something very similar to it in the past. And what you're going to notice is Specky is going to be all puffed up. Yeah. And looks nervous and scared. As we're heading towards this thing. Yeah, as you're heading towards it, what you're going to uh, to notice is that the mana presence is going to start moving towards you guys quickly. Right. I'm going to tell Patton to cut the engines very quickly, pull off to the side of the road, and put up every single last mana shield that we got. So you want me to patten down the hatches? Oh, for fuck's sake. A little scamp. God damn it. Okay, um... You've made me completely lose my train of thought here. Um, Your road train of thought. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so as you guys pull off to the side of the road, cut the engines, and... uh, really prepare for an onslaught of whatever this is... Well, I didn't really want to prepare for an onslaught. What I was going to say is I wanted everybody to stop putting out mana of their own. Like, you know, people have their own little... No, it isn't. Not, not... No, let me explain what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't wasn't going to say, hey, everyone just stop being magic for a minute. No, what I meant was, you know, people use mundane spells all the goddamn time right we take it for granted i mean like this is speaking in in terms of meta now so like we don't have magic but for people who in in this setting for people who have magic nobody fucking you know cleans their shoes by hand nobody ties their shoelaces by hand unless you know for, for whatever reason you do you use all sorts of just little minor charms and shit all the time. So what I wanted to do was tell everybody to stop doing that of any kind. 
so that we minimize our signature as much as possible, even with the shielding that we have. Okay. That makes sense. Also, it's more like people who are actually, you know, magically attuned do that. Well, that's there right. are still people who don't have any magical talent. That's true. Like, there are plenty of people who can't cast spells. They suck at it. So. Fucking muggles. As you, uh, you're doing that and, you know, it, it's kind of the magical equivalent of stay still. Yes. Right? They hunt based on movement. So. John. As you guys pull over, you're going to see, uh, if you've ever been in a dust storm, it's a bit like that. As you've got this just pure cloud of these ashy, gray, uh, sort of feathery plants that are just starting to swirl around the truck. Like, have you ever seen, like, uh, like any of those larger dandelions? Right? Getting blown in the wind. Like the, the large puffballs or like cottonwood. Mm -hmm. Right? Things like that. That is just forming a dense cloud that is now circling around your, your truck here. It seems like whatever this is, it's attracted to mana of some kind. And even with your shielding, it's keeping mana in, but... It's not perfect. Well, Jerry, I think we found your mana. So this is loud, by the way. This is like a, like a swirling vortex, as your truck is just being buffeted with what amounts to a very, very large mass of a mana sweeping cloud of spores and plants. This well, is likely one of the reasons why there's so little ambient mana. Well, it was plants, all right. Yep, just, there are plants, Jerry. I shout over the gale. Yeah. The uh, truck is starting to rock very noticeably. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask what exactly they were doing to threaten us, but they're going to tip us over. Yeah. All right, give me one second. Or however long this takes to load. Like, at this point, you cannot see out of any of the windows. BRB Bible verses. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm going to pull, pull out my Bible, get up to mm -hmm. the cab, tell Patton to start driving, and I'm going to quote some Bible stuff. Good. I'm a very useful person. Okay, so you cannot see out of these windows. Okay. And we pulled off the road? We can't just go relatively yes. straight? Not really, no. You'll okay. have to do something about I the storm I tell Patton to start driving as soon as he can see where we're going. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> no, 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 this works. No, we're I know, not, I'm just saying. What are you doing to facilitate this? Okay, so, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of the distress. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. I'm going to try and get these things to calm the fuck down. Okay. Oh boy. That was that was an 11. I don't think that works. Wait, 11 no. total? Yeah. Would you like to reroll? I mean, with your action point. What are our successes and failures? Uh you have four successes and one failure and you need eight and you can only take four. 
So you got three more failures left in you and you need to get four more successes. I mean, I don't know if it'd be worth it. I've only got a six in religion. <laughs> How is that possible? It's intelligence based. John ain't that smart. Yeah, it's int based for some unknown reason. I've, I've <laughs> trained and I've got plus one. <laughs> religion is intelligence based. <laughs> John runs and grabs his fedora. <laughs> he already no, has this a is hat. the problem with a lot of this shit. I would think that it would be wisdom-based, and I may at some point just house rule it to be wisdom-based, because that makes way the fuck more sense. I mean, I think I think it's intelligence-based because it's it's knowing just straight-up information. It's about knowledge. Yeah, it's about knowledge, and in most in most situations, in most use cases... It's about people using religion checks to, like, know things about other people's religions. Like, oh, hey, that's a, that's a drow. What do I know about Lulf? Right? And then you're like, oh, well, this is, like, this sacrament and blah, 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 blah. See, if I was smart, I'd have flavored this as something differently. But I think I've only failed one religion check so far. It's two now. Yeah. I might actually have to start you, fucking you... doing that. No, I think I just take yeah, the, so... the hit here. I don't want to waste my action point. Okay, I'm okay with that. So, on that failure, you're going to uh, see, you know, John is going to go still and start start doing that, and you're going to see these things get repelled slightly, and Patton is going to start driving. However, John, what you're going to feel is that force that you put out just gets immediately devoured by these things, right? And they puff up more and stick onto the truck. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, that had the opposite effect of what I wanted. Like some excess express shit? Yeah, basically he just made them stronger. Oh, no. He, he just fed them. Oops, Daisy. John shouts over the gale. As the magical effect that he put out is basically food to them. Okay, so Patton, you had a brief moment of clear vision, right? And then you you gun it to to get out of the storm, going back up north to get the hell out away from these things. And then they all just stick onto the windshield. You have no idea where you're going right now. All right. So what I'm thinking of is I'm thinking of having some kind of exhaust plume to distract them to a higher source of mana than what's in front of us here. Oh, so you want to do a mana chaff. Say yes. Yes. So you know like how fighter jets, when a heat-seeking missile gets launched on, they, they eject chaff to, to trick the sensors? So it detonates on that instead of the jet? Same thing. Yeah, what I'm thinking of doing is I'm thinking of... Uh, and I'm sure I've made, you know, a um, a direct pipeline to the gas tank from the driver's seat here. I want to put in uh, some kind of concoction here, like uh, like Dr. Patton's patent pending off-road offloader, and see if I can, if this is making kind of sense here. No, 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 I, I get what you're doing. You're putting, a, you're, you're putting a bunch of concentrated mana into the exhaust pipes to fire it out from the top of the truck to try and suck these things away. All right, then I'll go ahead and I'll roll it here. And that's abysmally low. Uh, action point reroll. And 21 in total. Oh, that'll do it. 21. 
Okay. So on that, right? You're going to, as you start to load the, uh, the thing into this little compartment that you've made. As it's quaffing this chaff, this chaff quaff. Chaff quaff. <laughs> it's French, you wouldn't know it. You make it sound like a cologne. You motherfuckers. Okay. So, as you're loading that in, as you press it down, you're, uh, you see your vision start to change as suddenly you're in a very similar truck with a large roll cage. You have a helmet on, and you're opening the vent on your nitrous cancer, and that motherfucker, that motherfucker Ricky McCool in front of you is about to taste your dust. Hell yeah. Right? Suck it, Ricky McCool. As you open up the nitrous, slam your foot on the gas, and you just blast past this dude. He veers off of the road, straight into the safety barricades. And uh, as you guys see this, Patton just goes down into a perfect driving stance, and is just shifting absolutely flawlessly as he is redlining it every single time and accelerating ridiculously fast away from this swarm. They're still hot on your trail, but he managed to get them off of the uh, off of the the uh, windshield there, and he is in full driver mode. All right. So next up, Jiron, you still got this swarm that is on your tr- on your tail, mm. and they're pretty large at this point. Like they're, they're these large, you know, Wait, roughly you large me? cotton ball. No. What? Has Jaren, hasn't Jaren already gone once? No, I'm at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, did we? No, he did the no. air shielding thing. Oh, yeah. I promise you, it's my turn. Um. Yeah, well, you did really your perception roll. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I know. I thought we had already yeah. gone around again. No, no, no. Yeah, for a second there, I was genuinely concerned that I'd skipped you. So... Jiron, you've currently got a howling swarm of uh of these cotton ball sized uh mana attracted puffball things. So it, they aren't you can tell that they aren't sentient. It's just they're they're attracted to you basically magnetically. But okay. at this point they're pretty heavy. Yeah. Um so they're slowing the truck down. Yeah, they're they're slowing the truck down and there's a lot more on your on your tail as they swell rather dramatically with mana. Okay. What I'm going to try and do here is I'm going to try and tap into my uh jacket. Mhm. Access the future mana a little bit and try and like maybe I know this is a bad idea and I do it way too often. I'm going to act as a conduit and try and no. siphon from no. the swarm. Stop. Oh, you're going to try and steal from the swarm. Yep. No, but this is a good idea. Uh, that's actually a good idea. I mean, yeah, but, like, this is the, what, the that's third? That's some warlock or, shit. The third or fourth time Jerry has been like, I know, I'll connect to it directly. No, no, he's I mean, learning. this is some warlock shit. Michael, he's Did you use better. Arcana last time or no? Stop sticking your dick in strange manner. <laughs> but, if, but I failed, so... Yeah. Oh, so oh, what exactly did. are you going to use to try and do this? Hmm. Hmm. You can't bluff <laughs> that. 
Oh, no, 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 no. What could I, could I, um, since they're not sentient, could I bluff my, like, like my mana signature to something that they might want to give mana to? That actually makes somewhat almost sense. Does it? It's close. Yeah. Yeah, because well, I have it's a- very clear that these things so it's very clear that these things operate as some sort of swarm, right? Right. Like it it it's not necessarily that they that they pass around mana, but in the same way that like plants root systems are often connected, these things would be somewhat connected in that they would, you know, evenly distribute mana. Yeah, there has to be a point within them that they're like siphoning mana to or funneling mana to to control everything. So yeah. if I bluff myself, if I disguise myself essentially as something that they want to funnel mana to, we get our mana that we need, and we also get the swarm off of us because then they're just going to die. Two for one. I like it. And I'm going to beguiling tongue this to add a bonus to my already sure. insane bonus. Um, yeah, what does that make it like a plus twenty or some shit? Oh, uh, let's see, plus five. I think that literally it, it makes, makes it a plus plus twenty one, my guy. Ow! So you just need to roll a not one. Yeah, here we go. The one, boy, howdy, that's a thirty eight. Yeah, that'll do it. How does he have a bonus yeah. that high? Because he's bluff. bluff. Okay, you naturally. Okay, the way that it works is tieflings have a natural plus two to bluff and fucking warlocks do as well, I believe. Oh, yep. Like, he's got he's trained in it, it's in his primary stat and he's got just a miscellaneous plus three to it. (laughs) Yeah, it was not reasonable. (laughs) So, yeah, 38, right? Yep. Okay, so on a 38, you guys are going to see... Uh, so in order for this to work, right? You yep. need to open the door. Again slightly. with this? Jerry punches out the window. So you, you, open, you, you, you open the door slightly and these things start rushing in. Just completely filling the cabin, all attaching to Jiron. You know, it's a howling vortex of confusion and madness. And then you just see, fall, 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 fall. All these things just fall to the ground like tiny little snowflakes all around Jiron. And his eyes are, like, just glowing. I'm going to lower my head. And you're going to see the little heart on the jacket is just huge. Yeah. So I'm gonna put my hand on it. Then my hand's gonna start glowing. I'm just gonna squat down and put my hand into the floor of the truck. Yeah. And put it into the atmosphere of the entire cabin. Yeah, just output some of that. However, what you do notice though Steadily though, we don't want to waste it all. Yeah, is that you're primarily just getting back what you lost because Remember, whenever you pay something, whenever you get something back, you do have to pay it forward, and you do feel a large amount of that mana get taken up by a future you. Right. Like, there is a point where, like, 
a, a majority of this mana just gets whoop stolen pranked yeah future you pranks you a little bit there it's oh, like shucks. it's like putting twenty dollars in your in your jacket pocket for later and then immediately it disappears and then you find it in that pocket three years from now that's basically what happens so that's a success as you guys uh get back onto 40 uh now absolutely certain that there is nothing in the way of mana between you guys and Oklahoma City because as you were you know tapped into that right the amount of mana that was there considering the radiant levels and things that you found that swarm had just been scrubbing this area right for a long time. I really don't like that things like that exist. Yeah, it's not good. They're just out-competing everything by being big, dumb tumbleweeds sucking up all the mana. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if your niche is steal mana, then if you can do that really effectively, you can kind of make every other magical life form irrelevant. Yeah, because there's so. nothing around to eat them. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe, like, deer, but they would learn pretty quickly not to do that. Yeah, they'd, like, eat a, a highly charged mana Super Bowl and fucking die. Yeah, their their head would just explode. Burst into treats. So. Well, we did it, Jerry. We saved the day. That we did, John. That we did. It's gonna uh, kind of, like, bend over a bit. Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> You, yeah, you cough up a lot of these these little hairball things. <laughs> Specky starts Ugh. batting one around. Yes. I got toys for you, Specky. A, a lot of them. A After of them. Specky sees where they came from, Specky stops batting them around. I also want to pick up some specimens to have in the future, if you want to check them out. You have one, several jars of maybe dead mana scrubbing plants one several jars <laughs> i like it you have one question mark jars i'm gonna run one under some tap water and toss it to specky tap water starts batting at it so as you're driving around here you guys are starting to get rather low you're you're almost there. You're almost there to Oklahoma City, but you're getting low on mana. So, Elias. Okay. As you're driving around, right, one of the other things that you need to consider is any amount of, like, raw materials that you can get in the way of, like, food... And things like that will put less of a strain on your reserves. Correct. So, at a certain point as you're driving along, you do see a uh, a large, a, a semi-large little, little herd or a small grouping of deer. Mm-hmm. Just grazing off in some pastures that could potentially, you could potentially hunt one of those for some food. Also, off in the distance, however, with your your keen biologist eyes, 
you also see some uh some tracks for what looks like a uh a, a large predatory mammal of some kind. Displacer beast? Potentially. Okay, great. Alright, so the question is, do we hunt these deer or do we... Alright, here, I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna... I'm gonna use nature. Mm-hmm. And what I wanna do is I wanna look at where those tracks are going and I want to scare the deer into... Uh, into those tracks by, you know, positioning myself correctly, knowing how deer run, how how they mm-hmm. get spooked and all that. And I want to spook them into what whatever that uh, predator is. And, you know, if it's some some kind of fuck huge, you know, giga bear, then we'll just, giga you know, bear. we'll just leave. <laughs> but if it's, you know, if it's uh, something more reasonable, then we can, we can either uh, kill it and get one of the deer or just, you know, deal with it. Okay. I'm hoping it's not a giga bear. Those what the fuck's a giga bear? Dude, it's like a bear, but giga. Have you never seen a giga bear? I don't know what you're talking about. They're pretty common in Ohio. Uh, that will be a... What is it? Oh, um... Wait, I'm looking at this weird... I'm going crazy. Well, you add two numbers together. 31. 31. Okay. That'll be a success. So, what you see here is, as you're looking more closely at the tracks, right, you do see that they, uh, that they actually disappear as you look at them. Oh, fuck. So, and, and as you're looking around into that foliage area, you see a a very, very small patch of uh, magical foliage, right? Mm-hmm. And what looks like, in an ironic twist of fate, a displaced displacer beast. Oh, like it's all by itself. It's all by its lonesome. Yes. Is it hurt? It doesn't look like where it can move from where it currently is just due to being isolated. Oh, if you had to guess, you would say that the uh, that portal that you guys hit, mm-hmm. if, it, if one of those things goes haywire and one of these things gets delayed, it gets delayed in time and space. So this very small patch of foliage came through with that thing, and it's just been stuck here. Yeah, so it's got nowhere for it to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, so I'm still, what I'm going to do is I'm going to scare. So you, yeah, the, the deer gets scared into the thing and you just see one immediately vanish. As it's what, like, uh, launched into that little isolated dome. Yeah. As it just gets sucked right in. All right. So, well, as long as we don't get close to that, we should be fine. So, uh, basically... Dealing with this thing would be too much more trouble than it's worth, and we really don't have the time. So we're just—I'm just going to uh, get one of the deer that's spooked, and uh, I don't know—we've got—I don't know what kind of weapons we have for hunting. I just assume like a snare or something. Yeah, it's not very difficult. You've got Patton's crossbow. You've got John's yeah. guns. So we'll just have Patton give it a crossbow bolt, and we'll uh, avoid 
the area of influence that that displaced displacer beast has and yeah so back with some when you get back into the truck you can see uh you can see mavala jr just staring in that general direction right that's interesting and, and just like pawing at the side of the of the truck so but so there's uh we're in like a relative dead zone here correct but it still knows where it is yes right i'm gonna make a note of that and give it a little chunk of deer actually here i'm gonna i'm gonna hold out the chunk of deer and if it like whips and lashes at me i'm gonna i'm gonna take it back and you know do the whole no food it, it's just gonna take it yeah i'm doing it's the gonna whole take it slowly food training thing here yeah all right i'm gonna make a note of the fact that displacer beasts seem to be able to tell where each other are despite mana dead zones Mm-hmm. I think that's like what seven successes now. Yes. So you need one more. So you guys are quickly approaching Oklahoma City, and you're also running low on mana. Uh, John, you guys are running low. By the way, this is this is getting to the point of like at this point you've you've had to use a bit of your mana reserves you could still use more but you do notice that your your ability to think rationally is starting to drop off except for john what's that you're more to or less fine still well it means that you don't get affected by mana deprivation as severely yeah john's an orc he doesn't use as much mana you've still got your faculties about you so as Penn is on more or less autopilot, you guys are pulling up into Oklahoma City, getting getting close to it. And uh, what John is going to notice is there are very distinctive uh, black and red markings on all of these buildings. Just a streak of red, a streak of black, a streak of red. As you see... Uh, Several people in full face masks, sort of like uh, gas masks with various tubes attached to some suits, fairly similar to patents, but more uh, ramshackle. Look at you guys, duck down below where they're, they're, uh, they're cover on top of the rooftops, and everything is still for a short period of time as you guys are pulling in. At a certain point, though, uh, you do see several cars pull up behind you. These uh, fully enclosed buggies, uh, as they're very clearly tailing you. So, John, what do you do? And uh, we have no idea what these markings are, right? You have absolutely no idea right. what these markings are or who these people are. Mm. They seem to just be scoping you out right now. See. Could I? Uh, could I get a fucking? Uh, insight get a insight roll. Yeah. See if they're gonna turn hostile. If I think they're people we can talk with. Sure. That's actually very good. Go for it. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Damn. Son. Yeah, I got a plus ten in that. All right. On a 27? So, 
On 27, you can see that they aren't making any actively hostile actions, but are instead sort of, it, it looks almost like they're working as a, uh, like an escort for you. As another one pulls up in front of you. You see, everybody else looks fairly tense, and uh, you do get a call from the, from your dragonborn asking what they should do. Uh, we got asking for permission to engage. Uh, I want you to stay calm back there. We got a guy in front of us. I, I don't think they're going to hurt us, so we're just going to follow him in. All right. So you follow them in, follow them in. As you guys are driving through, you notice uh, there are light guards posted on several buildings uh, with sort of outposts and. Uh, like command towers dotted around the city, like watchtowers and the like. Uh, you see people up there with alternating between uh, long-range rifles, crossbows, and the like. They don't have them trained on you, but they are looking behind you. As you see, uh, several of them start to radio up as you guys pull up into Oklahoma City proper, which is not particularly well maintained by these people from what you can tell it, it's somewhere between uh the congregation and uh one of the steel drivers safe houses it's not as trashed as the steel drivers because it seems like they still give a shit but they aren't making it look nice everything is very much function over form here as you see uh various markings that are clearly not too like mark turf or things like that but is but rather to give information send messages and mark certain buildings off with certain codes so as you guys uh pull in you pull up and you're right between a very large baseball arena like a, a large field that has been uh filled in with various huts and shacks and uh buildings and the like and this incredibly large building the uh the cox convention center as you can still make out the sign the the glass is all busted out but it's been boarded up uh not very tight considering that this is a complete dead zone however you pull up in front of a patch of massive greenery magically activated or no Somewhat. You see some magically activated plants plants uh from the inside of this uh large building. There there's this large glass structure that you can see from the road and this big cylindrical uh building with uh that is just bursting from the seams with magical plants of all kinds and other plants and things as well you see a massive skyscraper to the north that has various windows busted out and you can actually make out uh some small wyverns flying in and roosting up in the highest heights hmm. uh, you see one carrying a bundle of plants up there into a uh, roosted nest it looks like and you see several of these people up in that same tower with a scaffolding system built around it. 
as you pull up. So you pull into the parking lot and you uh, get a hand signal, just a raised fist and, uh, you know, circled around as these people all get out of their vehicles, move up to your door and uh, motion for you to open it. All right. Yeah, open it. I'm going to I'm going to put down my shotgun. Okay. And not make any sudden moves. Hop out of the truck. You step out and uh immediately one of them is going to say, "Are you okay? Are you in need of assistance?" I think we're pretty good over here. Howdy. Name's John. Hello. Please uh enter the the gardens quickly. Okay. As they lead you very quickly towards this large cylindrical building. Uh, and as they throw open the door and sort of shove you in, you feel immediately much better. Hmm. As this place is incredibly mana dense, you see uh, an array of sort of uh, thin, sickly looking people and uh, small children sitting in here, uh, sort of surrounded by these more armored, masked-up guards who uh, are going to pull off their masks, reveal themselves, and stand at attention as uh, you see a very, very large Goliath in uh, this full, fairly menacing-looking... Uh, if you ever seen, like, a Mad Max movie, like some Amort... Or, uh, not a Mortanjo, like some... Uh, Lord Humongous. Shit, what was the name of the guy? Yeah. Sort of like that, but mostly plate armor, but, you know, with the helmet and all. They have a very, very long black hair and a rough ponytail behind them. They seem to be attending to one of these people. They're going to set them down again, put a cloth on their forehead, and walk over to you guys, stand up, to full height, and they are very tall, remove their helmet, and uh, you're going to see that she is a uh, very large Goliath woman. Rough facial features, looks about middle-aged, some noticeable crow's feet, and uh, Goliaths have sort of grayish like gray skin with several streaks of black, some vertical streaks, like right below the eyes and along the cheeks. And she's wearing this uh, studded leather armor with uh, various tubes connecting to some, uh, some tanks fairly similar to what Patton has on his whole battle rig. As she's going to look at you and extend a hand. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Rakana Vad. Welcome to Tiatwaki. Tiatwaki, huh? I wonder what kind of crazy and wacky adventures we'll get up to here. Guess you can find out on the next episode of Revival, a Dungeons Dragons Real Play podcast. My name's Tad. I play Patton. You can find the podcast here on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play. Same place that I host my main podcast called Let Me Tell You About. Uh, you can find all links to all that stuff either in the description and also on the website, which is lmtya.com or let me tell you about.moe. You 
can also find us on uh, Twitter at Let Me Tell You PD. Uh, you can send mail into Jerry's show at Let Me Tell You About at gmail.com. Let Me Tell You About with three T's. Uh, there's a Discord in the description, as well as a Patreon link and all that fun stuff. Uh, thanks for staying with us, guys. I'm glad school's finally out for the summer and uh, expect to see a lot more revival headed your way. See you then.